This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, what if the voices in our mind could talk? What would they say about our relationships, the good, the bad and the ugly? I mean, the really ugly. Diana Varco's solo play Shattered answers that question and much more. In an online experience at Dunedin Fringe this year, US-based Diana Varco joins us on the line now. Good to have you with us, Diana. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This uh, remarkable performance uh, is new to us, but not new to you, of course. This year marks the fifth anniversary of Shattered. So um, I'm, I have some questions about that, but perhaps you could take us back to the origins of this for you. Yes, definitely. Um, I've been performing Shattered for now, yes, five years, um, and it definitely has had quite an evolution. Uh, It took me a number of years even to write the show or even get to the place where I wanted to speak. I also, uh, I even tell people that this is not a story I ever expected to to tell. Um, It just so happened that I ran out of excuses (laughs) and I had the opportunity to meet my director, to use my comedy background to create um, some complex conversations on uh, experiences that I had lived. Um, And so in 2017, I I took the leap, I premiered the show. um, And since then I've been able to take the show onto Edinburgh Fringe in 2019. uh, And during the past few years, I've I've brought it online um, through live streaming, which is how I'm able to bring it all the way over to you in New Zealand this year. Shattered uh, uh, deals with many aspects of your experience but um, the key ones and we don't want to give too much away for those who are going to to view this online here in in Dunedin but the key ones are around um, your sexual experiences and mental health issues that have arisen out of that and adjustments that needed to be made in your life very very raw stuff and no doubt difficult enough to put pen to paper on that, so to speak. But to get up there and to to talk about that uh, must have been a big decision for you to make. It definitely was. It definitely was. Um, I was. I'm very lucky in that I had been in the improv comedy world, um, and that I had um, tools to be able to reframe these experiences in fantastical ways. So, although on stage there are um, commentaries I want to make, I'm not able necessarily as Diana to or as narrator to say those things. But through the through the character of shame, I am, or through the character of um, the chair or another aspect of my mind, um, I'm able to give voice to, to feelings that that I couldn't really articulate in my daily life. So in some ways, the comedy world provoked me into writing the story because uh, often, I don't know how it is um, in New Zealand, but in America, um, the topics I step into around um, sexual assault and, um, you know, adverse childhood experiences and mental health, um, they're not always treated with kindness and respect in comedy here in the States. So I kept finding myself in environments where I wanted to speak up, but I didn't know how. So in many ways, although it provoked me into writing the play, it also the comedic tools I've gained in my years of training allowed me to be able to step into these topics. I, I mentioned that um, we were talking about aspects of mental health and 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 sex, but of course, 
that's that's part of it. The key part of it is sexual violence, and that is a, a far yes. different experience, and 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 one. Uh, no doubt that still is resonating through your life. I wonder, having now taken this uh, shattered uh, to audiences around the world in different ways, whether you have continued to shape the show in any way through the responses you've received, or is it presented now as it was five years ago? Um. Yes, the I've definitely sculpted certain aspects of the story a little bit more, whether it's character development or whether it's um, just uh, picking language to be just more specific if sometimes I get uh, feedback from the audience. But for the most part, it is uh, mostly what I premiered seven or uh, in 2018. Uh, 2019. I'm like, when did I premiere this show? 2017. (laughs) (laughs) It's been five years. Um, So yes, for the most part, the script is uh, very much the same. And that um, is important to me because I want it to be a time, a a time period frozen. Um, And it's, it's a, a kind of a commentary on how trauma impacts us. Because when we live trauma, it does uh, freeze us in a certain way until we're able to have the tools that allow us to navigate beyond that and integrate it into our our, um, present, uh, the past integrated into the present. And that's one aspect of Shattered that I I really love about the play is it does step into, of course, the sexual assault and the the trauma reaction that arose from that, but also the pathway towards finding tools to heal myself and supportive relationships and um, the the tremendous strength and human spirit that arose out of uh, such a moment of darkness. When you get to perform this live, Diana, do you usually go on to do a and a with the audience? I really like to. I really, I'm actually performing it tomorrow in New York. Um, I just I just completed my tech, and it was it was really exciting to be back on the stage because um, you know over here we've had the theaters closed and we're just newly opening up. Um, of course, that looks different depending on where people are in the world. Uh, but I do like to have Q and A's after, whether it's just with me as an artist. Um, both I can do that both virtually or uh, on stage following the performance. Or I've been able to have panel discussions afterwards with experts in the field, which I find really rewarding because. Um, oftentimes my audiences have experienced some degree of what I bring to the stage and want answers and want to ask questions. Um, it's also a really great way to hold space before people enter out back into the world. The way you, uh, the way you present this is by uh, representing many aspects of those inner voices that we hear. And there are so many of them. I know you've named one or two of the key ones, but when... When you think about it um, and dig deeper, and when you were putting this together in, in a script sense, it must have been quite remarkable for you to reflect on just how many little voices there are and that they aren't necessarily unified voices. In fact, they actively work against each other many times. Yes, and I was really surprised. I was surprising myself as I wrote it. Uh, it wasn't a cognitive decision. I uh, was... I, ha- I had set a date for the show and I knew I needed to premiere this story that I had never told anybody um, about the assault, but also about my upbringing um, that that led to, um, you know, issues as I entered into romantic relationships, which we all have them from messages we were given as we as we grew. Um, so I surprised myself. I did not expect 
the character of shame to walk into my script. And then he was followed by denial and then truth popped in and all these other voices popped in. And it was so interesting. Um, now, as I'm writing my new work, there's even more. <laughs> and it's so it's so fun to get to know these characters and to talk to audience members afterwards to know that they, too, have some dimension of of these characters in their lives. Um, I thought I was the only one. Well, uh, it, it, surely not. I mean, we, we all have... <laughs> We all have those inner voices. I can well, I can testify to, to myself having many, uh, I, and I just you know I wonder whether that is has been a revelation that you've witnessed perhaps through those Q and A's in the past where people have gone, oh wow that um, yeah I need to have a look uh, at uh, whose voices are the loudest inside me and where I where I place priority on those voices. Oh, definitely, definitely. And that's um, something I've done in my own life because when I wrote Shattered, the voice of shame was very, very prevalent in my life. It was it was to the degree where I didn't know the distinction between um, sh- my voice of shame and my inner truth. And so it's so interesting because as I crafted the character of shame and truth and denial in my daily life, I was able to see when shame was basically telling me lies and berating me. I was able to say, wait a minute, what do I actually believe? And I was able to tap into my own inner truth um, because these voices of, of shame or, or different aspects of the you know, human, human psyche often are trying to protect us and often are messages that we've acquired uh, through our upbringing that don't necessarily serve us into adulthood. So it was, it's been a really growing experience for me even as an individual. As an actor, you have to represent physically these voices as well that again uh, is a real uh, almost um, almost a circus like uh, performance in the sense that you're jumping from one to another sometimes within just a few inches of stage yeah it's so fun <laughs> and it's so fun <laughs> And and you know in that sense, um, what as from an actor's perspective, uh, what were the challenges there for you? Oh, definitely a lot, a lot. Um, I had to learn the show as if it were a dance piece. So I, it's it's very tightly choreographed. And um, as I was learning my lines, it was surprising to me that I was not able to learn the lines just by reciting them. I had to put them in my body. So um, I had to rehearse a lot of, especially the sequences with quick changes. I had to rehearse the lines with the movement. Um, And even now into performance, I will drill certain parts of the show um, right before I go on stage because my, it's almost as if my body remembers more than my mind and mouth. There is time to laugh, uh, plenty of laughs, large and small, within Shattered. Was it important to you to provide some moments of comedic relief? It was. It was. I as Even now, as I bring it out, I'm always um, conscious of how this might fall onto the ears of my audience and how people might react. And although it is very much authentic towards my truth, I really don't want anyone to um, experience in the play and, and have you know, feelings that get extremely stirred on their end. So having some comedic elements is my style, um, but it also was important to me to filter in comedic moments so that there was moments of release. Um, I don't always know if I did it consciously as much as I did it to hold on to the truth of the experience. Um, for instance, there's this one part 
uh, one of my favorite parts, but probably the darkest part of the play is where you see my mind attacking me. Um, it's following the assault. And it was very important for me in the middle of it to have the character of denial pop in and say, we are fine. Because that was so, uh, it's darkly comedic, but it's so truthful to my experience that I kept being like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. When in reality, I was beyond not fine, even years after, even through so much treatment. Shattered by US-based performing artist Diana Varco is available to us to experience as part of Dunedin Fringe Festival right now. You can hop online to Dunedin Fringe and book your online experience of Shattered. Uh, Diana, you mentioned that you are working on another piece. Tell us about that. Yes, I have been working um, since COVID began in uh, you know 2020. Um, I started writing new chapters of the show. So it's been really fascinating experience. Um, my first chapter is called Rise and it is about, it's also, it's almost like a prequel to Shattered. Um, and it's about um, jumping into artistic uh, risks and rewards and perceived failures and rising to our purpose despite obstacles that life brings us. Um, that is actually even darker than Shattered. <laughs> so I did a reading of it um, and I really love it. I hope to premiere it this year. As a result, I ended up writing a much lighter um, response that uh, in, incorporates improv-based games um, as another chapter. So I'm I'm just doing the building blocks of new chapters to Shattered, and it's really exciting. This is a great opportunity to touch base with someone in another part of the world. Uh, what is uh, happening in general in terms of live theatre where you are right now? We are um, starting to open up, but at uh, reduced capacity, uh, and we do live streams. So um, this performance I'm doing tomorrow is exciting because I'm able to perform on stage for a, a smaller audience, but also have people tune in virtually, um, which is exciting for me to connect community. But also as an artist, it um, allows me to bring in both my stage skills and my on-camera skills. So it's it's helped me grow as a as an artist to step into this new medium. Well, in this part of the world, we are dipping our toes into the experience of getting back into the live theatre and music environments with reduced crowds as well. So let's hope that perhaps uh, that those audiences continue to grow and we can get uh, more and more of the experience of actually seeing and meeting people such as yourself as you actually travel the globe again. But isn't it great that we can experience this online, shattered at Dunedin Fringe Festival? You can book your tickets online for this hour-long performance, and you can find more out about uh, Diana Varco by checking out dianavarco.com. Good website there with uh, lots of info and and history. Uh, Diana, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM. Thank you so much. It's been delightful. I appreciate it. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.